Hello everyone, I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own, and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading. Hello, welcome along, adventurers, to a brand new journey, a quick swizz around the solar system to discover all the secrets. It's a brand new Fun Kids Science Weekly. My name is Dan. This is the podcast where we discover everything undiscovered in the universe so far. It's a big job. But I reckon that we're up to it. What do you say? Thank you so much for listening, for following, for sharing this week. We'll learn all about how in the future you could perhaps feel the benefits of exercise without lifting a finger. Exercise has so many different effects on the body. It's probably impossible to get like one single drug or medicine which would like to, you know, recapitulate all of those like different beneficial things which exercise does. But for those people who can't exercise, that's the whole idea. Can we come up with maybe one or like sort of a whole set of like sort of different medicines based on exercise, which can keep those people as healthy as possible? Also, if you wear glasses or you know someone who does and you've always wondered how they work, what's going on? How does this little bit of, well, glass help you see properly? Well, we'll find out with Techno Mum. Glasses and contact lenses help your eyes out by bending the light to the correct amount. Like all great technology solutions, it's a very simple idea, but one that makes a massive difference to our lives. And I've got your questions to answer this week. They are on dishwasher tablets and the different types of stones. We're covering everything this week in a brand new Fun Kids Science Weekly. Let's kick things off with your science in the news. The US space agency NASA have said that astronauts won't get to walk on the moon again until September 2026 at the earliest. Now, they did want to get astronauts back on the moon next year for the first time since 1972, but they've had to push it back a little while. NASA says the delay to what's known as its Artemis 3 mission will help it build more technology. Importantly, NASA don't have a craft to put astronauts on the moon or any spacesuits for them to wear yet. And that's quite important, don't you think? You can't just fire astronauts in the moon without a rocket and give them nothing to wear. So maybe taking a bit more time to develop that tech is a brilliant idea. Uh, Also, Norway has become the first country in the world to move forward with the practice of commercial-scale deep-sea mining. Now, this is controversial. The plans will mean that uh, experts and scientists and companies, really companies, can hunt for precious metals which are in high demand for green tech. Now they'll do it on a massive scale, digging way down deep under the ocean. Environmental scientists have warned that it could be devastating for marine life, almost destroying many creatures' home that live down there in the seabed and doing that to find metals and minerals that are needed so to make money. So there's a lot going on. The Norwegian government have said it is being careful and cautious and would only let these things happen after further environmental studies were carried out. Now, I understand the need for new metals 
precious minerals that we can't really find many other places for green tech. But if it means destroying the seabed and destroying the ecosystem down there, is it worth it? But perhaps it is worth it because without the metals we find, we can't use green tech, which can help save the world going forwards. Lots of pros, lots of cons. It's a real ethical quandary, this one. And also, the Nigerian government has destroyed £7 million worth of confiscated elephant tusks that have been smuggled from different African countries. The Environment Minister, Isaac Salako, said that he wanted to send a clear message that the illegal wildlife trade would not be tolerated. Experts say tens of thousands of elephants are killed over the world every year for their tusks. It's despite a ban on the international trade of ivory, uh, which has gone on for years and years and years and years. You see, many different cultures around the world want to use ivory uh, for their properties that, that they believe that they hold. Ivory is found in elephant tusks. It's one of the only places that you can find it. So loads of elephants every year are killed for the tusks, but they're trying to put a real stop to this. So the government has taken a lot of these tusks and simply destroyed them so they can't be used, which seems like a a good, hard-hitting plan in the short term, but many long-term plans towards banning ivory trade haven't worked in the past, so we'll have to wait and see. Let's check in with Benny and Mal there. These are our microbe friends. They take a look deep down inside you to find out what's going on in your gut. That's what microbes do. And also, they've been looking at ethical dilemmas. That's big questions that we need to ask when we think about scientific solutions that we might have. This week, Benny and Mal are looking at what it would be like to have x-ray vision. It might help doctors. It might help us find things we've lost. But would it get in the way of our privacy? Would we ever be on our own anymore? Let's find out. Get ready for some brain-teasing fast files with Benny and Mal, with support from the Nuffield Council on Bioethics. You're right. Benny here. And I'm Mal. As you know, me and Benny have been having lots of fun imagining all the cool ways we could change our bodies. And it turns out you lot have been doing the same. That's right. Now, different people will look at things in different ways. Some may think, that's brilliant. Others, though, may well be a little more unsure. Yeah, I was getting to that. OK, right, against the clock. Who's on the line today? Hello, my name is Lucas. I'd like to improve my eyesight so I could zoom in on things really far away and even have x-ray vision when I needed it. Brilliant idea. How cool would that be? How can we possibly find any cons for that? It would be a really helpful way of finding lost things. Nice pro there. And doctors could use their x-ray vision to find out what is wrong with you instead of having to operate or use harmful radiation. There's another pro. Pros all the way so far. But how would you like it if someone used the x-ray vision to see right through your clothes? What do you think? Well, I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't bother you. Yes, it would bother me. I wouldn't want anyone to see me without any clothes. And people with x-ray vision might be able to see what birthday presents I'm wrapping up. Hmm, privacy is important. So for me, that's a big... It's a brain-busting body bamboozler for sure. Sure is. Catch you next time. Brain teasing fast files with Benny and Mal. With support from the Nuffield Council on Bioethics. Find out more at funkidslive.com forward slash Benny and Mal.
Now, if you've subscribed to Fun Kids Podcast Plus, very soon you will get a brand new bonus episode stuffed full of your questions. Every month... I bring you on Fun Kids Podcast Plus two bonus episodes, one an extra long chat with a special guest that we've had and also one filled with your questions. If you want to get those, uh, get to funkidslive.com and you can also find out more over on Apple Podcasts about Fun Kids Podcast Plus. Around here, every week, I will still bring you a couple of questions to answer. You can send them to me as a voice note on the free Fun Kids app or at funkidslive.com like this one from Ella. Which chemical makes dishwasher tablets poisonous and why are they poisonous? Well Ella it's not just one chemical that makes dishwasher tablets poisonous. Dishwasher tablets are made of a combination of lots of different chemicals and loads of them are poisonous. Things like sodium hydroxide and chlorine. These things can be very harmful to you because of how they poison you. But how do they poison you? That's a question you asked Ella. Well the chemicals interfere with a lot of what your body does. It can interfere with your blood's ability to carry oxygen. The chemicals react in a strange way that stops your blood doing that properly. And without oxygen, well, your muscles and organs can't do their job. Also, chemicals like bleach and chlorine that you find in dishwasher tablets get to work on your digestive system. You see, they're powerful, they are strong, and they can burn right through your stomach and through your organs. What they're made of is is so powerful that it simply destroys the cells. So that is why dishwasher tablets are poisonous to you and why you need to be very careful with them without grown-up supervision, Ella. Thank you so much for the question. Let's get on one from Ralph. Nine years old, Ralph, thank you for this. You want to know why are there different types of stones? Well, Ralph, there are three types of stones. Sedimentary, metamorphic and igneous. And they're all different because of how they've been made, how they've been formed over time. Sedimentary rocks come from glaciers, rivers, oceans, plants. They are buried over millions of years, and the pressure and the heat around them squashes them. It bonds all of those different things, all of the plants, all of the glacier stuff. It bonds them into rocks. Metamorphic rock is made of one type of stone that changes to another. This is done because of extreme heat nearby and that pressure again, a massive force maybe from above that squeezes it, that squashes it. It might change the colour or the texture and it shifts its type. Also, you've got igneous rock. Now, igneous comes from the Latin word for fire. You might recognise that, like in a lot of books, people are called like igneous or ignatus because they're a fiery character. Well, that's where it comes from. And uh, igneous rock is made from baking, normally molten rock, boiling rock under the ground, sometimes from um, volcanoes where it's been left over for years and years and years after it's erupted. Under the ground, it gets squashed. It's so hot that it crystallises and solidifies into igneous rock. So that's how we get different types of rock and stones. Ralph, thank you so much for the question. If you have anything you want answered next week on the podcast, please do make sure you leave it as a voice note. It's so easy for you to do. Just get out your phone or your tablet or borrow your mum and dad's, whatever it is, and just click on the free Fun Kids app and leave a voice note for me there. It will come right through to the Science Weekly Data Hub where I will do all the digging 
for your answer. Hello everyone, I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own, and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading! It's the Fun Kids Science Weekly. Now, as it's a new year, I was thinking about ways to get healthy. And how about different ways, more creative and technological ways to get healthy in 2024? We can find out with Dr. David Cox, who has been researching really interesting ways that we might exercise in 2024, David. This is with medicine and it's about really novel approaches. What got you thinking about this as something to study and look into? Well, I actually, I heard about lots of, um, scientists are really lots of interested in what actually makes exercise beneficial for us. You know, we've learned a lot about exercise is great for your mind, improves your mood, you know, and there's been a lot of people just who've over the last 10 years done so much work and lots of trying to understand what actually it is lots of within exercise, which kind of is that sort of secret to making it so healthy for us. So what do we know about how exercise makes us feel. We know it's very good for us, that it kind of keeps our heart pumping, it keeps it keeps our lungs breathing, and it's all very good for, for keeping us in, in a healthy shape as well. But does it do more than that? Yeah, there's, there's so much. Exercise is actually quite remarkable in just a number of different things it does to the body. So it boosts a hormone in your brain called serotonin, which is kind of known as like the mood boosting hormone. Um, it strengthens your bones. It helps you kind of like to grow faster. Um, it likes to obviously likes to kind of boost likes to your muscles as, as well. And it also helps you sleep better. So there's just many, many different things like so which exercise does. And like researchers are really interested in that. One of the ideas is if you can find out what exercise is doing, could you perhaps like sort of make that into like the next kind of generation of mental health treatments and all kinds of things. So that's why there's been so much focus in this area. And what have they come up with so far? Uh, a way to have a, a healthy mood booster, maybe in the form of medicine or other things that you can do, which gives us the benefits of perhaps running 10 kilometers that means we don't actually have to put our trainers on yeah i mean there's been one really fascinating recent um breakthrough in this particularly in the last year so there's a particular hormone called irisin which is released by your muscles when you exercise and this chemical plays like a big role in like so kind of keeping like your brains like of kind of healthy and so there's lots of like of kind of work going on now into like so can you make irisin into like of an exercise medicine so basically by injecting irisin like of into the body in the same way almost like we've been seeing with the weight loss drugs in the like the last two years could that be basically you know a new mental health treatment or you know just a kind of a broadly beneficial kind of exercise drug so that you can get some of the benefits of exercise without having to run 10k or a marathon and there's just research groups around the world who are now trying to pursue that idea and it's important to point out that this is for Perhaps those of us who, who aren't able to do regular exercise, right? It, it's not meant to be something that will make us feel happy and make us feel healthy while we're sitting on the, the sofa all day just watching films, right? This is meant to be for people who aren't able to get outside as much as they would like. 
Of course, of course. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, so this is aimed at, you know, initially people who are in wheelchairs, people who have some kind of like disability. And obviously at the moment, those people are like a ma- in a massive disadvantage because they can't like sort of exercise, their bodies are unable like sort of to do that. And so one of the ideas behind this is can this like support them, like sort of, you know, make them healthier. Obviously, like sort of, you know, experts would prefer that the rest of us who can, you know, like sort of go out and run or play sport like so do do that because exercise has so many different effects on the body it's probably impossible to get like one single drug or medicine which would like so you know recapitulate all of those like different beneficial things which exercise does but for those people who can't exercise that's the whole idea can we come up with maybe one or like sort of a whole set of like so different medicines based on exercise which can keep those people as healthy as possible how close does it seem like this might happen? That we might all be able to have a spoonful and and have all the benefits of exercise? I mean, I think it's closer than we expect. So people first started working on this about 20 years ago when it almost seemed a little bit more like science fiction than reality. But now there's dozens of research groups all kind of pursuing this same goal. Some of the UK's biggest charities, Welcome, have like said now funded a project on this. So there's a lot of interest. And I really do think that maybe within the next two, three years, we will probably see like the first clinical trial of one of these exercise medicines in humans. And then if that succeeds, you know, by 2030, we can expect like so to possibly like sort of have one of these things available. I mean, it's not going to be overnight, but it's happening much faster than people expect. What are the ethical worries with something like this, David, that we mentioned that it is for those of us who can't exercise regularly that perhaps are in a wheelchair? Are there ethical worries that maybe this will get broader and and we've all got the chance to really reap the benefits of exercise without doing anything? Yeah, I mean, I do think that's a very important question. I I think it's very similar to what we're seeing with the obesity drugs at the moment. You know, there's the worry that people will simply be like, oh, I can, you know, I can just eat lots of whatever I like. And then if I put on weight, I can get Wegovy or Zembic and lose that weight again. And obviously that will be like, so one of the concerns people will think, oh, okay, you know, I don't need to to run. don't need to go to the gym i can just get an exercise drug and stay totally healthy well that's probably not the case so i think they're gonna have to be like so quite tightly regulated if they do become like so available but um that's not always easy so yeah (laughs) it points out again doesn't it that like how brilliant the human body and how brilliant evolution is if when you think that exercise is something that's really good for us, really good for our body, really good for helping us survive, helping us get old and pass our genes on. And also it makes us feel really happy when we're good about it, David. Oh, definitely. I mean, it really shows just for all kind of human creativity, nothing can quite match, you know, what our body does and what the natural world likes of can do. You know, it's it really is kind of quite remarkable that, you know, in 2024, we're still you know, just at the tipping point of really exploring like sort of full range of mechanisms like the body has come up with for keeping us healthy, you know, and even with all our sort of ingenuity, you know, we still can't find like one drug which does everything which exercise does. Thank you so much. Dr. David Cox, brilliant. So great to chat to you. Brilliant. Thanks, Dan. Now, for this week's Dangerous Dam, where we look at some of the most weird, strange and unique things across the universe, we are headed way out across galaxies 
to an exoplanet in the constellation of Leo. 33 light years away from Earth to check out Gliese 436b. Gliese is like Neptune. It's a gas giant and very close to its parent star. Now, because of how close it is, it is very hot. It's boiling. The temperature is estimated to be about 440 degrees. And that makes the atmosphere do very strange things. Now, just for reference, where I live, it's been, what, zero degrees this week. So 440 versus zero, a massive difference. The oddest thing about Gliese is that even though it's so hot, there's a lot of ice in the atmosphere. Right, weird, ice is normally only for cold places. Experts think that because of the huge pressure on the ice, because of the massive gravity there, it squashes the water and the ice together. Scientists call it burning ice because it's ice, but it's hot, and it's red hot, and it's boiling. You see, burning ice, that makes it dangerous. Also, because it's so close to the nearest star, the gas and the matter on it are pushed and pulled in strange directions. This way, uh, and that way. And then this way again, and that means that the way it orbits the star chops and changes over time. It is unpredictable. So because of its strange tidal forces, its weird orbit, because of this burning ice in the atmosphere, it means Gliese 436b. Catchy name goes straight on to our Dangerous Dan list. Now, do you have glasses? Do you know someone who wears glasses? Maybe you try them on and you can't see properly, like everything gets blurry, everything's massive or really far away. And you're wondering, how can tiny, flimsy bit of glass change the way that you see so much? If you wear them, you're wondering, how can it help you so much? How can it really improve your vision? We can find out with Techno Mum. She is our technological genius, a gadget guru. She's here on the show. Let's find out with Techno Mum how glasses and contact lenses work. Techno Mum Fast Files. If you wear glasses or contact lenses, you'll know they help you to see more clearly. But how exactly do they do it? There's a lens at the front of your eye which bends the light from all the things we're looking at and directs it inside your eye. If your eyes are working as they should, that light is directed onto the retina. That's a spot at the back of your eye. From the retina, the image goes to your brain. The trouble for quite a lot of people is that those bent images don't end up exactly on the retina. They may be a little or a long way off, and that's why things can look blurry. Glasses and contact lenses help your eyes out by bending the light to the correct amount. Like all great technology solutions, it's a very simple idea, but one that makes a massive difference to our lives. If lots of people in your family wear glasses, can you tell from looking whose eyesight needs the most help? Technomom, with the Institution of Engineering and Technology, advancing and sharing knowledge. And that is it for this week's episode of the Fun Kids Science Weekly. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, loads more of your questions in a brand new bonus episode, which you can get right now for subscribing to us over at Fun Kids Podcast Plus. While you're there, you get loads more bonus episodes of your favourite shows. Over 30 Fun Kids podcasts completely ad-free too. To find out more, get to funkidslive.com or have a look on our page on Apple Podcasts. Apple is one of the best ways that you can hear loads of brilliant shows that we do. You've heard a few today. We've got tons more. You can get them on the free Fun Kids app and at funkidslive.com too. And Fun Kids, we are a children's radio station from the UK. Listen all over the country on the free Fun Kids app at funkidslive.com or wake up your smart speaker and ask it to play Fun Kids. 
Hello everyone, I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own, and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading!